You are listening to Did You Hear? 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 The Johnson County Library Podcast. This is your Library Insider. Hey, everybody. It's Jamal with the Weekly Word. Pundit. An expert in a particular subject or field who was frequently called on to give opinions about it to the public. Hello and welcome to another edition of Did You Hear? I'm your host, Dave Carson, and this is your Library Insider for the Johnson County Library. Well, in our next episode, Melissa Horak Hearn returns, and we are going to be presenting at the Kansas Library Association Conference. But this episode is another 5 for 5 episode. That means we talk to five different groups of people about five different topics for five minutes at a time. What are those topics? Well, how does this sound? Instagram, the makerspace, online story times, our new newsletters, and a fifth mystery topic. When do we start? How about right now? So let's pretend that even though I'm a web content developer and I've been doing this for over 20 years, let's say that I'm not up on technology whatsoever and I don't know what tweeters are or the Facebooks or this thing called Instantgram that the kids are using to send their telegrams via the online computer. <laughs> okay, that is, is pure goofiness. Um, it's Instagram and to talk about what, why, how the library uses it is Tiffany Rennie. Hi, Tiffany. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thanks for having me. And Emma Fernhout. How are you, Emma? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. So tell us about Instagram. Instagram is a photo sharing um, social media platform that we use to share graphic designs or graphic images like upcoming events and advertisements for great events happening. We can share photos. So lots of goings on in the library as well as book recommendations. Yeah. And it's a bit of more hip um, social media than say Facebook. So you reach a younger audience with Instagram. Sure. It's a little more focused on the visual, which is helpful for me as a visual learner. Yeah, I, I like I, images. I noticed that. I so people that are listening, if they wanted to pop over and to just to, you know, see what we're talking about, where, where are they going? You can go to Instagram.com slash Joko Library, or you can download the Instagram app in your app store and just search for Joko Library. Okay. And it seems to be very popular. Um, what are some of your favorite uh, posts that you've had? For me, I love all the Bookstagrammy type posts. So there's a hashtag that you can use called Bookstagram where people display uh, really artistic images of books and often give a mini review of the book. So we have some of that on our uh, feed. And I love the beauty of those images. So those are my favorite. I love those too. I've also gotten really excited about like more informational posts. So we have one about 
why masks are important to wear and what kind of masks you can wear, as well as like creating book lists and putting those in a easy to digest for Instagram format. Yeah. And, and, you know, like you said, it's, it's visual, it's very colorful. And uh, some of the things, um, you know, well, they're just part of everyday library life, like, um, you know, book covers, we're able to share those and they're just gorgeous. Or we just released our uh, fall programming guide. And uh, the cover of that is taken from a mosaic that is over at the Lenexa City Center Library. Just gorgeous. And uh, it just pops in this format. Um, yeah, book design right now is so exciting. Book covers are just one of my favorite things. I want to put them on the wall. So <laughs> They're so beautiful thing. these days. I love them. They're like little mini masterpieces with a, a great story behind them. Completely. Yeah, true, true art for sure. And so folks can go to Instagram.com slash Joko Library, and there's a button right away that says follow, so they can follow our posts. And we have 362 posts. How long have we been doing this? We started, uh, I, I think, in February. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. It was earlier this year, so it's grown very quickly. We have over uh, 1,500 followers already. Yeah, I see that. What can we expect in the future of this? I know I want to work on making more book lists. Um, there's a couple up there. And we have book lists on our website under recent activities. Staff make book lists on any topics. And um, I've been trying to convert them into a format where you can just scroll through um, an Instagram post and the covers come up. I also. We've been trying to highlight more um, authors and illustrators of color. And so that you can find them all collected in a highlight along the top of the profile under read more. And that little highlight icon will say share black stories. So that's a priority of mine. Okay. For me, wow. I'd like to see, uh, we have uh, Charles Howard that was highlighted in our Instagram. And I'd like to see us highlight uh, more of the inner life of, of the different staff to help the yes. public get to know the librarians and staff more. Uh, so I'd definitely like to see more of that and more bookstagramming because I'm obsessed. I would like to sure. see more patrons posting what they're reading. Ah, interesting. Ah, yes, can that would be really tag fun. us Joe Calabri. We would love to see what you're reading. And other patrons really love to see that too. I have noticed every time a patron or we post a book, usually the amount of holds on that item goes up. Uh -huh. And there's lots of comments of people getting excited to see another book that they love. I'd love to see what you're reading. Yes, okay. we would love to see that. And I'd also love to highlight more, like we have different art competitions and things like that coming up and highlighting uh, patron submissions from these different competitions that we have because the talent in the area is pretty amazing. Yeah, well, what a great piece of social media to add to all the different ways that we're able to communicate with our patrons, right? Right. Yeah, we're and so it excited. really adds a sense of community. I love the community aspect of it. For sure. Yeah. Super cool. Well, thanks for joining us. And so if people want to visit, once again, they'll go to Instagram.com slash Joko Library, and they can 
click that follow button. And once again, once you give that hashtag if they want to share uh, photos with us. Yeah, you can tag us at, at Joko Library or you can go hashtag Joko Library or hashtag KC Bookstagram. We keep up with those as well. And I'm getting really good at recognizing the Johnson County Library stickers on the covers of books. So <laughs> I can All pick right. them out even if you don't tag us. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. So as you very well know, every year the foundation hosts a swinging party on behalf of the library to fundraise called the Library Let's Loose. And the makerspace is always a huge part of that. Well, in the past, you've been able to come to the library and you could go to the makerspace and they had all kinds of offerings for you. Um, and they really deck it out. It's pretty entertaining. I've seen them have um, iron-on things for koozies and shirts and things like that and demonstrations of all the different pieces of equipment. But of course, this year, it was it was a virtual affair. So what happened, you might ask? Well, we've brought in... And Helica Sandoval, what did you all do this year uh, on behalf of the Makerspace to support the Library Let's Loose? Yeah, so um, the foundation contacted us and um, we decided to promote our new uh, CNC. We got a large format CNC in the Makerspace. And also, what, what is the CNC? So the a CNC is a computer numerically controlled, um, basically, router that you put in a design ah. into the program and it um, tells the router to come down and cut a piece of material um, gotcha. at different depths. Um, so yeah. we have a large format one um, that we just purchased. So a way to highlight that and kind of make it exciting for Library Let's Loose, we decided to cut large pieces of MDF and roll some ink on and you know, I got to ask, what is that? What is, M what, oh. what is MDF? <laughs> MDF is um, medium density fiber. Um, okay. I, I believe that's the last word fiber, um, but it's basically a wood and it's all kind of the sawdust and um, scrap pieces of wood that have been compressed together and glued together. So it's um, repurposed okay. wood basically. Um, that has been cut down with the CNC, and we um, we cut a design. We use that design. We rolled um, ink, printing printing ink on that design. Um, laid some nice um, paper on that, and used a steamroller to kind of roll over the paper and make that imprint of that pre-cut um, piece of wood. So there's lots of different steps and lots of processes. Um, we got the design from an artist. Uh, we put out a local call to artists um, in the local community, and we received uh -huh. uh, about 35 applicants. Um, all of us makers went through the process of selecting one artist and their design. Oh, that must have been difficult. It was. It kind of took a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we, we uh, decided on an artist by the name of Sean Sanum and his art piece titled Hergel. <laughs> and uh -huh. we made the print of that. Oh, very good. 
you know, it takes me back to art classes. I'm so I'm, I'm sure that so many people listening had this experience where you had that like piece of linoleum and um, you had a, a something, a, a carving tool that you could cut grooves into the linoleum and then you put the ink on top of it and then you could use that to print on on paper. But you're doing this at such a large scale and. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm wondering about the physics of it. Why why the steam press? Why not steam press? Steam steamroller. Yeah. So um, similar to what you did with the linoleum block, um, instead of using your hands and carving away, we used our um, CNC to kind of carve away right. the material um, and use MDF. And we used the steamroller because um, the piece of wood that we were carving into was too large to fit into an actual printing press. Um, and then also just to make it fun and exciting and roll a steamroller over a, the wood block. <laughs> yeah. And and to be honest, um, I have to play like I, I don't know, but yeah. I was out there photographing <laughs> the whole thing and it was so much fun. It was so cool to see a giant steamroller out there <laughs> rolling over the print and then having you all hold up the f- finished work and uh it one you you all have great taste you chose the right artist because that was really cool awesome. and then the process of it just just amazing you know wow so then these uh prints that you all made those were auctioned off is that correct um, yes, they were. Um, so any donor, any donation of a hundred dollars, you got to be put into a raffle, and then that raffle uh-huh. you would receive um, a limited production piece or limited print. And there are only um, five available. The only artist, five. Wow. only five available. The artist came in and uh, signed them and titled them, so they are official. <laughs> Wow, that is really something. And thank you so much on behalf of the library to, you know, for, for the Makerspace uh, doing their part in fundraising for the library like that and in such a unique and fun way, as you always do. And so, uh, boy, it's always fun to check in with the Makerspace. All right, uh, for this segment, I have a question to begin uh, with, and we're going to ask our guests this question. Say you go to jocolibrary.org, your place for everything you need to know about the Johnson County Library. Uh, you go to our search bar, you click events, and you type in story times. I'm going to ask our guests right now, do you know how many story times we have available? And by the way, this, when, when you look at our calendar of events, it, it only shows you the next three months. So for the next three months, do you know how many story times we offer Johnson Countyans? I'm going to guess 60. Does our other mystery guest, guest have a uh, guess? Uh I'm not going to attempt. I just want to say that every week we provide seven story times, believe it or not. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, the number is 76. 
76 Ooh. story times in the next three months. And the people that bring those stories to the public, um, two of them are with us today. So today we're joined by Shannon Goebel. Hi, Shannon. Hi. What branch do you work at? I work at the Lenexa City Center branch. Great. And we also have Angelica Reif. Did I say your last name right? Hi. Yes. Okay. Yes, Very yes. good. <clears throat> and uh, where do you work at, Angelica? Oak Park Library. Oak Park. Okay. So you both are involved in online story times. What roles do you play? Um, so I can go first. Um, I am a moderator in story time. Um, and so that means I work behind the scenes and I am monitoring the chat on Facebook Live story times to answer any patron questions, um, to connect with the facilitator um, if they miss anything so that they can know who is there at story time so that they can say hi. And so I'm kind of the behind the scenes person. And Angelica, what's your role? Uh, I am called a facilitator because I actually facilitate the program. That's who you see on the screen. And I always come with uh, my friend, my story time buddy. His name is Chester, the chestnut squirrel. He's a puppet and he's looking at me right now. <laughs> We're totally inseparable when it comes to story times, whether in person or online. Now, do you have a special voice for Chester? Yes, if I don't forget to switch channels. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes he might talk with my own voice, <laughs> but I try to differentiate and, um, you know, have a special voice for him. Well, Shannon, let me ask you a question. So as a moderator, you said that you get uh, you, you, you look out for the communication from the audience. And that way, um, someone like Angelica, who is uh, being a facilitator, telling a story and being the entertainment or the mm -hmm. edutainment. I don't know what the word is for that. But uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, it frees him or her up from looking at a lot of different communication coming in. Are there questions coming in? Is there interaction? Yeah, so um, we really try to get interaction from the chat um, ah. because we do we do really miss seeing the kiddos in the library. Um, right. and, and so it's a little bit selfish. We kind of thrive on the interaction in the chat um, because it's kind of a connection to the kiddos. Uh -huh. um, usually we ask at the beginning if the parents or caregivers want to put their kiddos names into the chat so that the facilitator can say hi to them on camera. Uh -huh. um, sometimes the other thing that a moderator might do is help with um, any technology issues that a patron might have okay. or a technology problem that the facilitator might have. Um, like we all know, sometimes technology just doesn't work the way we think it is going to. And so if the facilitator can't see the chat. The moderator is kind of that um, link between um, the, the patrons and the facilitator so that the facilitator can concentrate on being on camera and we can kind of be that bridge. Yeah, so Angelica, talk about uh, the fact that, you know, uh, you, are, you, you were used to having a lot of kids uh, in, um, in person and now it's all virtual. How, how different is that? You know, it's tough because we thrive on interactions, uh, on, you know, seeing our patients' faces, talking with them. And now uh, 
when you actually come to library, it's moderated hours. So sometimes we're there, sometimes we're not, and we work from home. And so we don't have enough opportunities to see them in person when they come actually to the library. And then when we are doing a program, we don't get to see them again. So uh, that's tough. And yeah. uh, I always struggle with uh, being able to greet everyone. And, uh, you know, it's just not always possible, you know, when we're doing online story time. But, uh, you know, um, congratulations and kudos to you. Uh, despite those challenges, you've been putting on these wonderful story times. And uh, what has the attendance been like? It's probably... Um around 30 to 40 every session so really? seven times a week times 40 is i'm bad at math <laughs> and you know the most compelling podcasts are the ones where we're doing math <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness so um uh tell us so angelica what, what's the last story that you told so the people get an idea of what kinds of things that they could experience if they tune in uh, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Uh, I'm already like switched to my next story time. It's going to be on Monday and uh, I've got a couple of fun books. One is called uh, Picnic and it's uh, a story that was uh, created actually in 1984 by Emily Arnold McCauley as a wordless book. And then just recently she came back to it, revisited um, and decided to add words. How amazing is yeah. that? It's such a beloved story that she thought, okay, I'm going to prepare a new edition of the same, you know, um, you know, collection of illustrations, but yeah. I will provide them with text. And then the, the second one is Bernard's book. Uh -huh. And basically the moral is um, you are precious the way you are. It's just... Um, good old uh, Fred Rogers message that we librarians absolutely love and we always pass it to our patrons of all ages, you know, yeah. just believe in yourself. Believe in you yourself. You are, you know, yeah, you're awesome the way you are. Very good. Yeah. That, that is just try great. try to sing a lot of songs and do finger plays and provide the grown-ups with some early literacy. Yeah, tips. so those, of, uh, those in our audience, please spread the word. Story times haven't gone away. They've just gone to a different place. And that is now our Facebook page. And uh, you can find all of the, uh, you can find the schedule for these at jokolibrary.org. Let's go to our events calendar. So in this segment, we're going to talk about newsletters. And to do that, we have Alyssa Andre. Hi, Alyssa. How are you today? Good. How are you, Dave? Good. And what do you do for the library? As if I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I am the external communication manager. So anything dealing with public-facing communication is under my purview. And Alyssa is my boss. <laughs> so we also have Ben Oglesby. Ben, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you. And what is your position with the library? I am a marketing specialist, and I handle mainly our paid media. Well, so we're here to talk about newsletters. What is the news about newsletters? Well, we've kicked off our first newsletter in March of 2020. Um, and so over the last couple of months, we've been watching that 
really grow an audience and click-throughs, and it's been really fun to watch the success of that. So we decided to branch out into some specialty areas that our patrons really have interest in. Oh, that's interesting. So what, what are the specialty areas? We kicked off a career in finance newsletter in early September that highlights um, things about growing your career and your personal finances. And we're pretty excited about the response that we've gotten to that so far. And then we also just launched finally a kids and family newsletter uh, modeled after our summer reading newsletter, which we did specifically targeted toward families who are interested in finding out more about our summer reading 2020 program. Um, so we're going to be sending to that audience and hopefully getting some new kids and families to find out more about what the library has to offer to them. Oh, great. Uh, can you give us a taste of, of what some of the great content that uh, you'd find in this uh, these newsletters? Yeah, I'll take a stab at that. So uh, we're trying to match a program or a resource with the needs of our community. So there are times where, like at this time uh, in our lives that a lot of people are struggling to find work or they're looking for a new job. And so we have programs that are designed to help people find a new career, uh, to work on interviewing skills, to work on networking. And there's just some great programs and resources available. So we're just trying to really connect people with those resources so that they are prepared for whatever stage they're in right now. Yeah. And so, uh, Boy, so with the uh, Joko Library, uh, there's a lot of online events in, in that, right? Yeah, so we have a Women and Money Mondays series that is open to anyone. And it covers topics like investing and investment fraud, insurance, credit reports and scores. And then we also have some other programs that cover networking and step-by-step through the FAFSA and uh, even budgeting with mint.com. And if you've never used mint.com, it is really helpful in helping keep track of your budget, where money's going and how you can adjust your budget to uh, fit your needs. So we've got some really good programs that are online and we have some really great experts in their field to talk about those topics. So you're hearing from people that have the experience um, and the expertise in those areas. So it's a really great resource to have for people and we really look forward to seeing the interest of, of patrons in those uh, those topics. Oh, that's so great. So you, you sign up and then it just shows up in your email inbox, correct? And then uh, what, what's the frequency? So right now we're doing about once a month for each of those newsletters. So we're, we don't want to overwhelm you with a bunch of emails. We know that you're probably getting a lot right now. So we just want to give you a monthly update about what's going on and and just send you the kind of that relevant, uh, those top events and resources that could, that are most helpful to uh, the majority of our patrons. Yeah, and it's Anything? been really exciting to see the success. Um, sorry to interrupt you. No um, so our click-through rates are way yeah. above industry average. So it's been really fun to see that people are actually responding to the content. And, you know, when we post something, I'm um, sorry, my dog's barking. That's okay. <laughs> when we post something in the newsletter, um, we see a really huge increase in attendance and interest for the topic itself. So it's, people are really clamoring to get their event featured in the newsletter. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So, wow. It's, it's such a neat thing that there's a direct correlation between the newsletter and people attending events. And, you know, what a great way to uh, find out about 
all of the online offerings that we have right now. And a lot of people don't even know that we uh, have them. And then once they find out, it's, you know, a lot of people are looking for things to do and, and resources to get through. And so what a great service the newsletters are. Any final thoughts while we have a few seconds left? I would just like to say, go for it, Ben, <laughs> that we've been hearing from patrons for a long time that they would love to hear from the library, the latest news. And we're really happy to be doing that now. So we're really excited to see the interest and uh, the response from our patrons. And we're really excited to provide this service. Yeah. And if you want to sign up for the newsletters um, right now, we've got individual links up on our websites on the various pages. And eventually we're going to have, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, a preference center up so that you can go to one page and see all the different newsletters that we offer and either sign up for the ones that you are interested in or opt out, whatever you want to do. Hopefully sign up. Thank you both. Thank you, Dave. Thanks. Our fifth and final topic is you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. I mean, we're a library podcast and you're listening to it. I think that says something about you. Um, not that you have bad taste. No, you have great taste, wonderful taste, exquisite taste, some of the best taste ever. Um, no, the fact that you listen probably means that you care. And we care about you. That's why we want to hear from you. And there are a couple different ways that you can contact us. So you can always go to our Facebook page. That is facebook.com slash Joko Library. Write us a message there anytime and make sure that you mention Did You Hear or the Did You Hear podcast or Dave Carson. And that way the message will be sure to get to me um, or Melissa Horak Hearn, uh, which I forgot about her because she hasn't been around for a while, but she is the co-host of this podcast. You can also go to our library website, which is jocolibrary.org slash contact, and there's a form you can fill out there to submit an email. In the details explanation section, simply write, attention, did you hear podcast? And that way you can connect with the show, and we would appreciate hearing from you. Uh, what, what should you write? We would love to hear your questions. Any question that you have for the show, drop us a note there um, at one of those two places. We'd also like to know what you think about the podcast. I mean, what do you like? What do you not like? Uh, we want to make it a better experience for you. And so, hey, everybody's got uh, room for improvement and we've got thick skin. So let us let us know how we could improve. We also want to hear kind of what you think about what subjects or topics would be great for us to talk about in the future? We're in a really great planning phase right now. We do have some ideas, so let me run uh, run some of these ideas past you, and uh, then you can go to one of those two places. I said that you can contact us, facebook.com slash jocolibrary or jocolibrary.org slash contact. Do you like any of these ideas? Here, here, Here's the list. Makerspace patrons talking about what they make. Would you like to hear about, would you like to hear from our IT department and get a kind of behind the scenes look of everything that goes on with uh, our computers and, and equipment and all that's involved there? Do you want to know how our, uh, our collection is selected? 
do you want to hear the story of a book from the time that it's purchased to the time it gets to you, the patron? Another idea we had was uh, what goes on um, in planning our events. Um, we also thought it might be fun sometime to just use library resources and information and enter entertainment for one week. Just cut, cut ourselves off from everything else and just live on those and report on that. I think that's kind of an interesting idea. We also have this uh, episode idea, what is a librarian? You know, um, wh why, why are librarians uh, so respected and, and so great at being um, authentic and legitimate, trustworthy sources of information? How, how do they get trained? What, what do they do? Why, why do they know what they know? We're thinking about another E episode, everything that is E in our collection, the e-library, basically. We've had an e-library show before, but there's so much more to cover. I mean, there really is. And how about a how-to episode? The best of self-improvement um, in the library, and not just the physical collection, but also e-learning and databases and things like that. Another episode idea is, I didn't know the library did that, and so that would be all of our services, like our incarcerated services. Home Connect and things like that. Let's see, what else do we have? Um, another idea is, and honestly, I'm pausing because I'm fighting off a cat, which is one of the <laughs> interesting parts of doing a podcast from home. Okay, uh, so back to uh, the topics. Um, uh, a music blog showcase, collecting all the different live musicians we've recorded and kind of... Uh, share some of those, and then really uh, talk to our arts librarian, Brian Vole about all the different interviews that he has uh, done, the written interviews on our website um, in the music section. We, we were thinking about a crazy idea, and that is um, interviewing another library podcast, you know, just to compare and contrast. Um, we thought about talking about book groups. We thought that maybe you would like to meet Sean Casserly and meet your county librarian. And, um, you know, really, what ideas do you have? Or do one of the ones that I mentioned sound like it would be worth pursuing? We're coming up on our 50th episode on Podbean, and that would be a great time to uh, do an episode that uh, is kind of the listener's choice. So, and talking about you, we'd also like for you to consider subscribing if you haven't already, jocolibrary.podbean.com, or you can search Joko Library or Did You Hear in your favorite podcast streaming service. Um, and finally, just the numbers of the podcast, you know, we average 208 listeners per episode. It's not too shabby, but we would love to have more. And one way to do that is for you to share with a friend. Do that through social media, Facebook, Twitter. Or, you know, good old word of mouth is fine. Um, we have 48 episodes uh, that are on uh, Podbean, but as I mentioned in that previous episode, uh, we not only have all those 48 episodes from Podbean on YouTube, but on YouTube, before we moved to Podbean, we already had 23 episodes. So, it's quite a few <laughs> episodes we've done so far. 
the the cool thing is we have well over 10,000 downloads so we want to thank you sincerely from the bottom of our hearts that's it for this five for five until next time this is Dave Carson asking you to please consider subscribing share with a friend and contact us For more episodes of Did You Hear, go to the Johnson County Library website, jocolibrary.org slash didyouhear. You'll hear from us again in a couple weeks. Until then, please be safe, everyone. <laughs>